You're listening to 89.5 FM KOPN Columbia, Mid-Missouri's source for in-depth news, diverse talk and music of the world. It's not just radio, it's community radio on the web at kopn.org. And this is Speaking of the Arts. Welcome to Speaking of the Arts on KOPN, an hour of news, views and interviews on the arts in mid-Missouri. I'm Diana Moxham. As it's Thanksgiving week and lots of people are either entertaining family or out of town for a few days, I thought we would revisit some of my favourite interviews from earlier in the fall. We'll also be combining those with a visit from Chuck Bay and his barbershop quartet, who are all part of the Boone Slick Cordbusters, I do believe, and they have a show coming up next weekend. I think this is my 29th show since Monica Palmer handed the reins over to me at the beginning of May. And I've really had such a great time getting to sit down with so many of my favourite arts people, as well as meeting lots of new people whose paths have not previously crossed with mine. There are so many people with an awesome talent in Colombia. And one of the fun parts of sitting in the interviewer's seat is that I get to research people, as well as the plays, musicals, art shows, books, festivals or events that they are all working on. Doing the show has also got my butt off my sofa more often and I've been to a panoply of awesome, great theatre, concerts, drag queen shows, a new music festival, improv nights and musicals that I probably wouldn't otherwise have gone to. In an interview I did back in July, I guess it was, with Robert Wells and Josh Reed from the University Concert Series, Josh said that his piece of advice was to go to something you don't think you'll like, which is such a wonderful idea. I used to have a friend years ago in London who always used to put a guest ingredient in his shopping trolley at the supermarket. Something that he'd never like tasted before or tried before. And I always love that. And I've done it so many times. And I think going to see something that you don't know anything about is kind of the same thing. We should all get out and try something new and put a different ingredient in our supermarket shopping trolley. I think one of the biggest stretches for me was going to see the new music festival at the Missouri Theatre this summer. Prior to me chatting to the managing director, Jacob Gottlieb, all I'd ever heard when I listened to new music was kind of a cacophony. But Jacob explained how to listen better, how to listen for a soundscape rather than to look for music. And that totally worked for me and it was an amazing festival and I can't wait to go again next year. And I also have to thank my mother-in-law Joni for augmenting my understanding of new music by uh being a chatty Cathy and chatting to the girl she met on a Moex shuttle coming back from the airport who turned out to be one of the seven international composers who were in town for their very same new music festival. So thanks to that chance meeting, I got to chat to composers Gemma Peacock and Amanda Feary on the show and my understanding of new music got a little deeper. I hope that some of you have been equally inspired to go out and buy a ticket and support some of the huge array of arts that we are so lucky to have here in Columbia and around mid-Missouri. So that's definitely one of the things that I am very thankful for on this Thanksgiving weekend. So today we are going to revisit a couple of the fun times I had on the show. One of my favorite shows was the one we aired during the KOPN Pledge Drive Week back in September when I asked a few of our previous guests to come back and give me a lesson in their expertise. Later on, we do have live guests in the studio with a a barbershop harmony quartet. But first, here is the heavily edited version of my hilarious hour of how to do improv with the Stable Boys. I am so pleased to have four fabulous people in the studio with me today. Kathleen Johnson, Mark Mumgardner, Chris Bowling, and Monica Palmer. We are half of the Stable Boys. Who are here for a very specific reason, because I thought it would be really fun to have a go at improv, because when I watch you all on stage, I think it is possibly the most terrifying thing I have seen. Like akin to... Like just us watching us is terrifying? (laughs) You, like, quit. Yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, we do. (laughs) 
I would almost rather jump out of a plane than do what you do. Then watch us. Then do it. Then do it. Yes, that that makes sense. Yeah. So I know there are lots of rules about how to do improv, and uh, I am just here going to be your willing pupil. Um, so the the main rule of improv, the most important one, the very first one, is to say yes. Yes. Very good. All right, you've graduated. (laughs) So the cool thing about improv, and for those of you who haven't seen it or haven't been a part of it, the the great thing is the rules of improv are so easily accessible and they're really applicable in every area of life. I once heard a speaker kind of describe it this way. So I'm just going to ask you some questions and you're going to say yes to all of them. Yes. Do you want to tell a story with me? Yes. 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 Is this story involve a knight in shining armor? Yes. yes. Does this story involve a princess? Yes. Is the knight in shining armor in distress? Yes. 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 Has the knight been captured by a dragon? Yes. 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 Does the princess go and slay that dragon? Yes. 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 Does the princess, in all of her feminist glory, rescue that knight? <laughs> yes. yes. And do they live happily ever after? Yes. yes. Sure. Oh, no. No. <laughs> they get divorced after a couple of years, <laughs> and she marries the dragon. <laughs> something right as opposed to and you're just going to answer no do you want to tell a story with me no no cool okay (laughs) and then it's over we have nothing yeah we have nothing so the first rule you have to start with is saying yes being in agreement and kind of agreeing to go on that journey yes I am agreeing to go on that journey (laughs) excellent and I and I would like you all to come with me yes yes and if I run into any danger, I would like you to save me. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are already doing the second part, right? Because we could sit here all day and mm. we could ask you a bunch of questions and you could say yes and yes men are great, right? But the second most important part is and. And. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's when you want to contribute your own uh, idea to the process. So if she says, is there a knight in shine armor? And we would say, yes. And he rides a horse that is pink and purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next person <laughs> would continue that on, take a new detail and add it on. And that's how we shape the direction of the story. So I thought we'd pick up with a game of yes and now. Yeah? Do you guys want Absolutely. to do that? Absolutely. Right. Okay. A game of yes and. Yes. So there's a fun little thing that we do, not only to like practice it as improvisers, but it's a great warm up for us and kind of gets everyone in that mindset. It's just called Yes Ant. And we basically tell a group story, picking up. So you have to be a really good listener, which is the important part is, and listening for it to change, right? Being open that the story that you thought when you added is gonna change. And that's like the exciting part. You wanna start, Mark? Um, yes. 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 Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> so I came to the radio station today to be interviewed Yes, and along the way, I had to fight my way through this massive parade of clowns. Yes, and one of the clowns bit me. Yes, but luckily for me, I was wearing chaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I turned to that clown and I said, Ha ha, I've fooled you again. Yes, and then he brought his brother over who had sharpened teeth, and he went to work. Yes, and I pointed once again to my chaps and said, Hey, look, I'm one of your people. I'm from a rodeo, and some of you presumably are. Oh, God, I hope so. Please, please be from a rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and the rodeo was actually in town, so we all decided to go to the rodeo and hang out and uh, eat some cotton candy together. Yes, and whilst we were eating the cotton candy, who should come flying past but Margaret Thatcher on a dragon? Yes! (laughs) And Jocko, he accidentally went to the wrong place and delivered the note to the evil cousin of Margaret Thatcher. Luckily, the evil cousin of Margaret Thatcher is also my cousin. <laughs> and so, here we all are. Yay! Yay! <laughs> nice. So that was a fun game of yes and. <laughs> that was fun. I want to do that again sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fun at parties. <laughs> okay, so lesson, num- lesson number one is yes and. Yes. We've got that one. Well, that's lesson one and two. Oh. So you've got oh, yes. built in. And, yes. and. Yes and. and. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, lesson three. Well, the most important part I think uh, the next thing that comes is making sure that you're listening to the people that you're with. 
I think what's really neat about it all is that as opposed to what a lot of people think in terms of performance and performers, where it's a lot of me, 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 look at how great I am. The goal in improv when you get on stage is how great can I make everybody else on that stage with me look? And in theory, if everyone is doing that, then everyone is looking better because you are giving follow the follower kind of everyone is following each other and you build upon that now i think i heard somewhere maybe monica was telling me that one thing that you shouldn't do is ask your partners a question because that leaves them you've got an idea in your head suddenly they're on stage with you and you've handed it all to them yeah the the big the big (laughs) example that uh, we used to use with my uh, previous troupe that i was in was uh walking up to someone and and Handing that miming, handing them a box and saying, "What's in this box?" <laughs> because that you know that puts them on the spot. It gives them no information to play off of. Uh, you know, it's, it's it just kind of traps them. Yeah, you really need to set those people up and give them somewhere to go, so their ideas can come forward with you know however they're going to take the scene away yeah. from you. So. so one of the big ways that we focus on doing that, in addition to just like trusting that you're going to find it, and it is that give and take between I'm going to offer something, but I'm not going to force my thing, is to establish why these people, why are they here, and why are they doing exactly what they're doing in this moment. And so we establish the relationship and the location and the importance of the moment right away. And when you do that, then you don't have to ask questions. So there's a little game you can play where just like a right away, like within three lines with the other person back and forth, you need to establish your relationship in some way, shape or form where you are and in some ways why you are there together. So, for example, Reginald, I cannot believe that you are back from the party so soon. Well, I went to the party, but I really missed you a lot, and so I wanted to come home instead. Oh, honey, that's really sweet. But college frat parties are totally a time for you to explore. Don't sit at home with your mom. (laughs) Right? So then we kind of, like, back and forth can kind of figure that out. And you... It's, it's always a little nerve-wracking because you're like, oh my gosh, what is the thing? Who are we, right, looking for it? But we just haven't gotten there yet. Like, we'll find it. Mark, I'll do it. You, you start and yeah, I'll... You two do it hmm. Okay. I'll okay. try. Okay. Oh, honey, I am so sorry. I know you've been working 17 hours today and I, I burnt your calzone and I am so sorry. You know, don't don't worry, darling, because it's 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 been a tough day. I had some clients that wanted a lot of extra work doing with the whips <laughs> and to be honest a burnt calzone my love is completely fine after the day i've had oh wonderful we'll just go back out to the car and, and get your box of goods and we'll eat our calzone and we will enjoy the rest of this evening <laughs> <laughs> nice. Woo! and now we have somewhere to go <laughs> What's great about that and what I loved and I could see, it seemed to me like you didn't necessarily know where you were going to go with it when you started. (laughs) Correct. And that's okay, right? There isn't, that's one of the fun things about long form improv. It's slow. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have to uh, not be precious with your babies in this. Right. Because, I mean, we we all can step in at any time to end a scene. Before I started improv, I was like, how do you get up there and be funny and hit a funny note every time you speak? You can't. Mm -mm. And so you just get up and you do the scene not everything you say is going to be funny and most of the time it's not but those those funny things naturally happen and that was the biggest lesson i learned i think it comes down to that bigger idea of like failure it's the biggest fear i think of people in general but especially when you're putting yourself out there on stage but like truly when you're doing that improv and everything is driving like there's even if you still feel that doubt, like there is no failure because someone will pick up whatever you have and make it work. So to catch up, we've got yes, right? We've got yes and. We have listening to your partner, trusting that they will take you where you need to go. That's really, I think that's kind of the bedrock, that's the really foundation. The, yeah, the fundamentals of it. Mm-hmm. And embrace the pauses. That's yeah. something yes. that we all have to work on because we're always trying, you know, especially me, I come from a radio background and dead air is, you don't do that. So, so it's really scary to just kind of be up there and nobody's got, but you fill that with, you know, connection and eye contact and really fun glances and, you know, fill that with attention and embrace the pause. Oh yeah, that sometimes those non 
nonverbal cues are funnier than anything that you could actually say. So, yeah, yeah well, that's that's something we work on all the time is is trying to make sure that we take those pauses. Mm -hmm. Diana, when you were watching our last show, um, what scared you about it? What was so terrifying? If, like, if, we, if I had gone out into the audience, grabbed your hand, pulled you on the stage, and said, you're <laughs> going to do this next scene with us, what would be the most frightening part of that so we can just knock that fear out? Yeah. Total mental blankness. Mm. So even in the audience, when you said at the show, you said, okay, give me an adjective, and no one said anything, you said an adjective's a describing word, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, all I could think of was red. <laughs> Red's an adjective. Yeah. I'm like, that's it useless. But no, but no, 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 it's, it's not. not. In fact, let's use that right now. Let's, um, we're going to do a scene, and, the, and anyone can jump in. Hit it. Oh man, I I think I fell asleep on the beach today. Oh God, I I do not feel right at all. Um, sir, sir, um, sir, I'm gonna need you to uh, get on your knees and put your hands behind your back. Wait, wait, wait what what's happening? Sir, sir, my name is Officer McCruxky, and uh, you've got uh, what appears to be a blood-like substance all over your hands. I'm gonna need you to uh, just put those right behind your back. Whoa, where did that come from? Did you do something to my donkey? Now, I'm on this beach every day with my donkeys, and I've never had an incident before. Ma'am, Inspector ma McCluskey, I, I'm going to need to look at my donkey. Yep, yep I understand. I understand, ma'am. And uh, we take you and your donkey riding very seriously. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She was a donkey? What? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I oh, feel really God. embarrassed. Sir, what did you... Oh, thank goodness, your wife. Is this your wife? Is she? Is this who's coming up here? Honey, what's going on? I don't know. I just fell asleep on the beach, and then suddenly they're, like, telling me that I killed a donkey or something. Not that I'm saying I did. What? You? He killed a donkey? Well, ma'am, we're trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm just trying to... First things first is I need his hands behind his back, because those look like lethal weapons, and we cannot have those just flinging okay, about. Honey, put your hands behind your back like the nice officer asked you to. Excuse both at the me. same time? Yes, both. Excuse me, folks. My name's Chest Brock Hare, and I'm the lifeguard <laughs> on this beach. And um, I just want to thank you, sir, for diving out there into the into the water and saving that donkey from well, half the donkey from the shark that got a hold of it. You're a hero, my friend. <gasps> hold on. So, oh. so there we go. See, you can build something See, off red. of red. 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 <laughs> guys are great. Responsible for that. And you can also see how it changed directions because I was thinking like sunburn, <laughs> and then she took it in the direction of you got blood all over your hands. So, so that's so that's that's an example of how you go in with one expectation, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then the uh, the scene evolves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sunburn would have been the logical next step. So. Cool. Yeah. So what does it say about you that you think I sleep think on the beach? Bloodbath. I think it's well, a lot. There was a perfect example of upping the stakes because yeah. the sunburn yes. is at one level and blood is at a whole nother level. Right. But, but what I liked about that is you also, and this is something that I think is was a lesson that we got from actually someone who came in and kind of watched our troupe is that we all got pretty good early on with upping the stakes, right? Especially as creative people, it's not that hard to think of totally insane situations. Um, but it's pretty important to remember that someone needs to be the realist, like the voice of the average audience member, mm -hmm. right? So in that one, like, at least for a little while, when we kind of traded off what those were, but at first when Monica came in, it was like, well, oh my God, put your hands behind your back, like as a normal person would respond in that moment. And it's always good to have that. Otherwise you start launching yourself into like, absurdism that's up, so upping each other right yeah and then it becomes like a whole who's is bigger which is totally not the point of it <laughs> monica chris kathleen and mark one half of the stable boys improv troupe thank you so much for my lesson Since we aired that segment back in September, I have seen both the Stable Boys and the Off the Cuff Improv Troupe several times, and I never get any less daunted by the guts it takes to stand in front of an audience without having any kind of script. In fact, tonight you can head to Talking Horse Theatre to see the Off the Cuff Improv Troupe do their short form improv in a show they're calling Turkey Day Leftovers. But first, let me welcome Chuck Bay. 
Jacob Travis, Hugh Emerson, and Nancy Russell to the studio. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> now, would you go by the Boonslick Cordbusters? Sure. Okay. okay. So, four members of the multiple members of the Boonslick Cordbusters who um, sometimes also go by them in the Boone County Hams. Yes. Okay, Boone County Hams. So, welcome to the Speaking of the Art studio. Let's start off with a song and then we'll chat about what you have coming up. Sure. Take it away, Chuck. Jingle, 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 all the way. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Oh, that's done. Bells on the ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride. Soon Miss Fanny Bride was seated by my side. Was lean and lag. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank and we we got up strong. Jingle, 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 jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! A one-horse open sleigh. was so beautiful you know it's always hard to listen to you without getting slightly teary at the beauty of your voices and I have been incredibly lucky over the years at Art in the Park when Boone County Hams always come and sing uh a few songs in morning and afternoon and you always find me and do a song for me and it was always a very close thing whether I burst into tears or not now, I don't know if it was the singing or the stress of running out <laughs> <laughs> well we know where our bread is buttered right yeah. so. <laughs> where it used to sing be sing to the boss yes. <laughs> so you have a concert coming up on December the 1st Chuck tell us all about it sure it is at the Missouri Theater uh, Saturday December 1st at 7 o'clock and we will have uh, the Locust Street Expressive Art School Choir with us as well as a a hot shot quartet from the Sweet Adeline is called Take Four. Mm. Uh, very, very good. Mm. And then our regular chorus and some quartets from within our chorus, too. So it's the, it's the whole Boonslick Chordbuster. So yes. how many people are in that chorus? Oh, about 20, 25 right now, somewhere in okay. that range. Okay, so the quartets that you have are kind of little breakout groups, the Boone County Hams, yes. and, and then Take, are they called Take Four? Take Four, the they're, they're from group? the Kansas City and St. Louis area. So okay. they're, not, they're not part of our group. Uh, but then we have a, a quartet called uh, Sisters of Sass, uh, which is a ladies' quartet. And we have a, called car, a quartet, mixed quartet called Mix and Mingle, which has two okay. guys and two, two girls. And then you have the choir of the children from the Locust Elementary yes. School. And... Um, are they singing a cappella too? Have you been teaching them? Oh, uh, I think one of the songs is a cappella. Then they, they use a piano with the rest of them. Okay. You know, we're working on them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so usually in the past when I have seen you, you're a quartet of men. But mm -hmm. you told me that the Barbershop Society is now open to women who who also have the huge, you know, Sweet Adelines and Harmony Inc. Inc. I think oh, is huge sure. international organizations. Um, but with the um, Barbershop Harmony Society being open to women, I wondered what the background to that move well i think the, the the initiative was called everyone in harmony and the society the national organization decided well i think they decided they'd like more members right but uh <laughs> they decided to open the membership up to ladies also because there are a number of choruses that were mixed and things like that and it's been it's been kind of a growing movement uh outside of the society so i think they decided they would just you know take the opportunity to to include ladies and so, and that is true of Columbia too. So you have yes, ladies was, who are members. It is left up to the individual chapters to decide how they would want to deal with that. You know, whether they 
wanted to, to jump right in or whether they wanted to wait or, whether, you know, or somewhere in between. And so we are proceeding cautiously uh, with uh, the addition of ladies. And so, uh, so we have uh, two that will be singing on the Christmas show with us, and then we anticipate having a few more join us after Christmas uh, so that we'll have, you know, uh, maybe up to about 25% ladies. And Nancy, you're a member of Sweet Adeline. So are you, are you going to do a crossover and be a member of both? Uh, no, I'm no longer a member of Sweet Adelines. Oh. I had I dropped out after 33 years because we built a new house, okay. and I had to be on the job, and I had an aging mother. There were a lot of reasons. So anyway, uh, when their director, a female named Lisa Woolridge, asked me to come and sing for the Christmas show, I said, "Why not? It's a challenge. I like it. The house is darn near done." So I've I've been a member, uh, just kind of showing up. I, I I'm not an official member yet. I don't believe unless they we, have we, you paid your dues. We had to agree to finish the trim on the house so she comes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you for saying that on the, on air. That's great. The witnesses. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I I've enjoyed it very much. I'm singing men's tenor, which is in my range most of the time. Okay, I was going to ask you that. So in a barbershop quartet, you generally have a fixed voice setup of tenor one, tenor two, baritone, and bass. Although within the barbershop style, these descriptions don't really fit quite the same way as with classical music. So it's not really an exact Right, yeah, we, we have something called lead, which generally sings a melody, which okay. would be tenor two. Tenor two, uh, okay. I, uh, so, so how does that change when you add a female voice to, to the range? You have to be within that male kind of voice range, do you? To Yes, um, uh, there are some notes that are too low for me it, during warm-ups and things like that, but uh, the music, I can pretty much get to them, and luckily as a tenor, even if it's a very soft sound, uh, quiet sound that's good i mean that's fine nobody wants to hear tenor sing alone and so uh, um but there are also some notes that are really high for me and um i've learned and stretched my vocal range i think during this last two months and um and that's a great thing to do now within classical music we don't define a female voice as tenor do we call it soprano alto but what's the low end of a alto yes alto Mm -hmm. okay so you would be in classical music you'd be an alto in classical music yes uh, because there is no bass correct because (laughs) bass is a man i suppose i'm i am a um uh i am a lead and a baritone which are in similar range the leads go a little higher than the baritone and the baritones go a little lower and have a different job but um the tenor is um okay for me because i have a bright and forward sound and i am stretching that um that range okay so you're in this in this quartet here you are one of the tenors Chuck. she is the tenor oh the tenor yeah. so what are the other three? Oh, jacob is our lead uh, so you're tenor two. Tenor two, yes. Okay. Uh, Hugh Emerson's our baritone. And, and you're I the bass. bass. Okay. <laughs> Way down there yes. at the bottom end. So some of the key components of the barbershop a cappella, or unaccompanied by a musical instrument is what a cappella means, I guess, yes. is this close harmony, mm-hmm. which I read means the range of notes is no more than a single octave. Is that right? Well, oftentimes, not always, Often, but okay. oftentimes. And then it's made up of consonant four-part chords, which means that the notes the notes that are in harmony with each other because of their frequencies right uh, yes it gets very technical very fast bubble shop harmony. <laughs> yes, so you're does. basically singing different notes that all sound lovely together so how hard is that you're all singing different songs but you're all listening to each other how do you keep it straight in well your you've head? got two basic you know you've got the person singing the melody and then their job is to carry out a, a, a tune and then everybody else's job is to is to harmonize and and and, and have their note in relationship to his uh and so yeah so it's there's you know it, it's trickier the trickiest part is the baritone because they get kind of all the leftover notes uh so they have <laughs> Sorry, very, <Hugh. laughs> very weird intervals and it's not melodic at all you know the bass is kind excuse of excuse me as a baritone i would say to you that <clears throat> Jacob may sing the lead, but as a baritone, I have my own tune, and it's perfect, and it sounds terrific to me. Yeah, <laughs> o- only to baritones, yeah. yes. I will also say in barbershop, the single most important thing is listening, uh, and yeah. listening to one another, uh, because it's it's all about, there's nothing to keep you in tune but yourselves. Right. If you're not listening to one another, 
you're not in tune with one another. So that's important. But you're yeah. listening to each other whilst you're not singing the same as each other. So that must be incredibly hard you know, to do. You know, if you'd like to come down on a Thursday night, we could be happy to show you how. <laughs> I don't think you'd want me to do any singing, but <laughs> I could come and do listening. <laughs> Let's have another song. Sure. Silver bells, it's Christmas time. Soon it will be Christmas day. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas Children laughing, people passing Meeting smile after smile And on every street This is Santa's big scene, and above all the bustle, you hear it, you hear the bells Come on, baby, now, silver bells, you hear them ring. It's Christmas time in the city, can't you hear the bells go I love listening to you. So the concert on the 1st of December at the Missouri yes. Theatre is called Text Me Merry Christmas. Yes. Where did that title come from? Well, we have some idiot college boy that's with us. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Travis Jacob? Yes, that is. That is Travis Sorry, Jacob. Jacob Travis. Uh, and, teasing. Uh, he, uh, uh, we, you know, as a nod to some of our younger members, uh, we decided to do something a little a little younger like that. So Text Me Merry. It is a, the name of a song. Oh, it and, is? Yeah. So we, have, we sing that uh, twice actually and uh and uh so yeah so it's kind of a, a fresh take on christmas it's the first time that um phones are allowed on the risers <laughs> during a show and we're okay. texting the entire time <laughs> i hope you've got like large texts so the, the older people in the audience can you know <laughs> <laughs> yes the acoustics of the Missouri Theatre are beautiful, so is, it, is that one of your favorite places to perform? It really is a great place to perform, yeah. The sound is wonderful. Do they mic you, or you don't have any mics They there? do. We have a quartet mic out front, uh, and then the chorus is mic'd. Uh, I'm not sure we techni- you know, strictly need it, but it, it's, right. kind of a, it's kind of a, a back you know, a crutch to you know, make you feel comfortable. I remember seeing Tony Bennett there when the uh, Missouri Theatre first opened after its mm-hmm. big renovation in 2008, and he said you know, he had heard about the acoustics of the oh. Missouri Theatre, so at one point he just said you know take the mic off and he just sang and he filled the room and it was amazing I'm always kind of surprised when I see people who are mic'd up on the Missouri Mm Theatre stage because it's such a great acoustic venue they're not Tony Bennett they're not Tony Bennett that's true (laughs) so as with any genre of anything there's always some terminology that is particular to barbershop quartets so I thought we'd run through some you can tell us what some of the following mean so there is swiping or snaking as it was called within African American quartets what is swiping well, it's it's uh, you know when you have when you're on a note and then you kind of slide to another note or they're at the end of a, a little phrase. Sometimes there's a you go from one note to another note and then back to the, the same note, uh, and that's kind of called a swipe. Jacob, yeah. give us an give us an example of a swipe. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> 
tagging. What is tagging? That's at the end of songs. There's a there's a, a bit at the end. It's called the tag, and it tends to be the kind of the juiciest uh, chord progression uh, of the song and so it's sort of it's sort of condensed barbershop so all of our people with ADD right that, that don't like to sing the whole song they, they <laughs> sing tags <laughs> and so uh, they just get to the good part right okay and you have a song with a tag in it do you they all did yeah. oh they all have tags yeah. in them yeah. so oh, it's okay. just the, it's just the, the bit at the end the bit like the coda I guess kind of yeah okay yeah. and then um, something called the ringing chord which sure. is very well, when particular. we do it right uh, the, 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 the our pitches are lined up in such a way that it produces overtones and those are actually pitches that you can hear but are not being sung uh, and so uh, that's the goal and, and not all chords are lined up so that that will happen but uh, but many of them are and if we happen to hit those those tunings just right then we'll get these extra pitches in the chord and sometimes it depends on the room too right because the room has a certain frequency sure yeah you should hear us outside we ring everything <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago in London I had singing lessons for oh. a short period of oh, time oh well then you have to come on a Thursday <laughs> it's a long while ago and it was in a small kind of church hall room and there was just like they uh, singer the pianist who was teaching me and uh, and every now and again and I wanted to learn a soprano voice and so every now and again you know you'd hit a note and you could feel the room start to vibrate and it was so magical sure when that happened didn't happen very often <laughs> yeah. unfortunately but if you go to places like Jesse Hall uh, there's some places you know uh, stairwells are, are good places stairwells to ring chords restrooms. Uh, restrooms you know tile tunnels surfaces. Yes. Yeah. tunnels yeah. are yeah. great yeah, yeah. Um, I think I sang Arve Maria in a tunnel one time which nice. was yes. maybe the highlight of my singing career <laughs> and the end so far <laughs> right. and then there is something called the barbershop seventh which was described for, uh, thusly by a barbershop theorist called Jim Ewing he said it, it gives us a tingling of the spine the raising of the hairs on the back of the neck the spontaneous arrival of goose flesh on the forearm the fifth note has almost mysterious propensities it's the consummation devoutly wished by those of us who love barbershop harmony if you ask us to explain why we love it so we are hard put to answer that's where our faith takes over <laughs> so the barbershop seventh it's what you live for yeah well that's that that's that that fourth note in the chord that makes the ringing happen so it's the seventh uh okay and, uh, frequently it's the baritone uh singing that that note so there's no pressure. No pressure here at all. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 that chord where you get the the the, the overtones. Okay. Um, do you have another song that you can take us out with? Sure. Okay. Maybe, Maybe something with a, you know a ringing chord and a barbershop seventh. Oh, well, <laughs> now you're asking an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Chuck Bay, Jacob Travis, Hugh Emerson and Nancy Russell. You can hear them all sing with the Boone Slick Chord Busters Chorus at the Missouri Theatre on December the 1st in a show called Text Me Merry Christmas which will also feature Take 4 and the Locust Street School for the Expressive Arts Choir. Thank you so much Thank everybody. You. Thank, you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We can say that now right? Yes. It's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Back in the summer, I had the chance to interview Paula Van Landingham, who is who's an incredible linguist. She speaks six languages and over 50 dialects fluently. And she's also a dialect coach to actors on stage and screen around the world. She not only helps people learn different American, English, Australian, South African accents, but can also help an actor sound like they are, say, a Bosnian national speaking English or a French person speaking English. She is amazing to talk with. So I asked her to come back for my Pledge Drive Week show to teach me how to speak in an American accent. I want to learn a good undercover American accent. And so I was thinking about the accents that I like and that I'm intrigued by, and I kind of narrowed it down to two. So one of them is Kentucky Okay. I think it is an adorable accent. Okay. It's just is so compelling. And the other one that I listen and I listen to and I and there's a sound in it that I have no idea what it is and it's North Carolina. It's oh. the O sound that North Carolinian Linians make. I bet I know what you're talking about. So I'm growing roses in my garden. Okay, that's the Elizabethan English. That's the leftover. So rose, da-da. As if by magic you have a rose. I do. I have my whole toy kit here, which is an example of each of the main vowel sounds. So the O, long O, you know, uh, in the United States, we think of ours as a standard one, coat, boat, rose. But England, especially London, has the E prefix right before the rose red rose rose nose who knows i don't know it traces and comes and stays in north carolina virginia edges of georgia that coastal area that was once the 13 colonies they still say i don't know you know it's a little bit of mix of that leftover but the o is the british o Oh, so now, 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 now you're going to have to switch your eyes. I might, I might go, I might go. I might go to, to town. I might go to town. town. I might go to town. I don't know. I, so I, 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 it's a wider jaw. Yeah, so uh, American standard and English standard, it's really a diphthong, I, and E together, I. I. So we make the smile at the end of it, I. In the South, it just stops at the ah, that feels good, ah. Ah. No diphthong, just one vowel. I like it. Kentucky is, uh, the, you know, when I say that there's different Southern accents, that's totally true. There's a big, one big division, rhotic versus non-rhotic, which means whether you, how hard you say your R's or not. Most of the southern accents in the United States are rhotic. Only the ones on the coast are the ones that say, father, mother, sister, brother, never mind. But what I call inland southern, so upper Mississippi, upper Alabama, Arkansas, the whole state, Missouri up through Highway 70, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Kentucky, they are all hard R southern accents. Hard R southern Accents. Which makes it real difficult sometimes because then there will be a sentence like, well, it doesn't matter. It's either or. And you're going to have a lot of R's. And really, what I try to show people this R, it's like the same face you make when you make a tiger sound. So that's really thick. So Kentucky might say, I might might do that later. I might do that later. 
good. Yeah, that's good. Later, later. So later. It definitely. I think of that R as the yoga of 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 all phonetics because the mouth has to curve over real far, and it's hard to get out of that position real fast. Curve over. Kentucky to do this R all the time. Let me see if I've got R. I could feed you one. R. Um, oh yeah. Okay. The company was acquired in a hostile takeover. The comp. I think I got my O wrong. Where did the company was acquired? Acquired. Yeah, acquired. Acquired. In a, in a hostile, hostile takeover. takeover. Yeah. Let's try. What was the O in that one? The, you said say company again. Company. So Com- it's going to rhyme with cup. Company. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. Same as come over. Come over to my company. Come over to my company. Come over. I have company. Come over. I have company. So then you're going to curve that come <laughs> curve. over to a real hard Come arm. over. I have company. Yeah. Uh, was that right? That uh, was, company. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. That sounds so wrong. Company. Perfect. I have company. I have company. Yeah. I have cur. It's almost got a little diphthong in it. Uh-huh, it does. Company. Yeah. Rather uh, than just company. It's almost like the length of it is a little bit longer, which is why people think that the Southerners talk a little bit slower. Sometimes there will be one-syllable words that actually get almost two. So I'm fine. Fine. It's almost like F-I-Y. N-E, fine. And the length of it makes it more Southern because it slows you down. And that's another thing. If I work with a Yankee, a, a Northerner, or somebody uh, who isn't Southern, I say, see if you can pretend to drop your speed to half and then drop it even slower because you're going to think that that's too slow, and it's not. Okay, okay, another vowel. All right, let's get another good one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, this is another one that's kind of an imprecise sound. Bull. Now, you can undo this because when I teach an American to sound British, I say you have to make the shape as though you're going to whistle. Ball. 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 Call Paula. Tall. Chalk. You make this sort of puckered face to get the out. So when you're going to do the American one, now this might have to touch your face again, put your fingers on your cheeks. So instead of ball, ba, ba. So the same kind of... Uh, how, and let's see, bah, there isn't a British sound that really equates to it, so I'd have to borrow another American one. Uh, do you say, like, oh, that's cute, or do you say, oh? Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh. That's pretty close. It's a little nasal. Yeah. Ah, oh, ball. Ball. Perfect. That's perfect. So my name is Paula. Paula. I see Paula on the other side of the wall. I see Paula on the other side of the wall. Oh. The wall. Yeah, you did it. Yes, yes. So here, I'll feed you a few. All right. Got to keep my fingers on my cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try. Please use the crosswalk for safety. Please use the crosswalk for safety. Yeah, and then here's a four. That's another four. R you have to curl. Please use the crosswalk for safety. Perfect. Yes, R4 becomes F-E-R for the dog drank from the faucet. The dog drank from their from the faucet perfect yes oh, okay this one might be there's so many sounds that are different i know you're a kind teacher and say perfect to everybody but you know no you, it really is you can be hard with yeah me. usually if it doesn't go then i say okay now try this okay so so i never say no all right this one has a lot of sounds that might be different so instead of she ordered strawberry milk she ordered now this is going to be hard that's the i can do ordered ordered she ordered strawberry milk she ordered strawberry milk. All right, more R's. So order, almost you have to keep the mouth in the R shape. Order. She ordered strawberry milk. All right, now we'll take, you got the ordered perfect. So then we'll take, so from that position, she ordered straw has to open back a little bit. Okay. She ordered strawberry milk. And then berry becomes berry just like Mary Barry? Yeah, like B-A-I-R-Y, Barry. <laughs> she ordered strawberry milk. Right. She ordered strawberry milk. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to try another song? Okay, let's go. Okay, so we've done ball. Rose. Oh, this Rings. is another R. Okay, this is a high degree of difficulty because it's another one that involves R's, which is a big deal. You got some cards there? Cards. So just anything that's A-R, it's really hard. So instead of 
if you if you slow motion it and say, okay, normally British is going to go hard, and you're done. You're just opening the mouth hard, ha ha ha. That's very funny. Hard, you're done. The American one is going to have to be ha, almost like hot, hard, and so it's landing forward, hard, hard, perfect, hard, cards, cards, Barbie, Barbie. Markers. Markers. All right, you read. He was tardy for his appointment with the barber. He was tardy for his appointment with the barber. Pretty good. All right, let's try. His bark is worse than his bite. His bark is worse than his bite. And the worse is a, a, worse. a harder worse. That's a couple of sounds. His bark was worse than his bite. Perfect. Ah, that's great. <laughs> that's bite. great. Without that's releasing great. the T. Let's see. And let's see. Ah, so we can actually jump to another sound that's related. So Bird. Bird. Very similar, where we've got a vowel and a hard R coming. We've got markers, bird, which normally would be bud, um, bud, world, world. So we have all this lip and teeth going on. The early bird catches the worm by pulling them out of the dirt. That is a good sentence. The early bird captured the worm by pulling it out of the dirt. Oh my gosh, you're such an American. <laughs> but am I a Kentucky American? Ah, okay. Or so am I just passing as a general American? Okay, so now if we want to push it to Kentucky, the the early bird catches the worm, catches. So catches. they would kind of go catch, catch. Yeah. The early bird catches the worm by, here we go, by, by, by pulling them out of the dirt. Out. And especially in in Southern accents, the the feature where him her his we lose the h almost all the time pull and them same which is why we get pulling them and pulling him become the same sound pulling him out of the dirt pulling them out of the dirt you can't tell the difference so the early bird catches the worm and that's how i'm lengthening those syllables a little bit instead of worm 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 the early bird catches the worm by pulling him out of the dirt the early bird catches the worm by pulling them out of the dirt. <laughs> Good. Let's try this one. Um, perfume is another one like bird perfume. Perfume. She carried her pearls and perfume in her purse. She carried her pearls and and perfume. Perfume in her purse. In her pur- in her purse. Purse. Right. Purse. And I forgot this one. Here's a great one. Americans say and exactly like the word in in coffee you in me that's a good trick and it's a great trick because if you say and it sounds formal yes so i'll say paula and diana paula in so that's a good one so she carried her pearls and perfume so it almost becomes just an end this is why you see steak and shake is written that way right because it's just in she carried her pearls and perfume in her purse she carried her pearls and pearls and perfume. Perf- Say perfume again. Perfume. Perfume. There's a little rise. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not in the word. It's just a little rise. Kinda she in the carried music. her pearls and her pearls and her perfume in her purse. Yeah. Try this one. So li- the lion tamer is going to be lion. 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 The lion tamer learned to calm his nerves at the circus. The lion tamer learned learned calm. how to calm his nerves at the circus. Good job. <laughs> All right, let's try one other round. Let's see. We got okay. We've done. Ew. We've done that one. I ew. don't know. I still. That is going to be my downfall. Ew. And it's and it, in Kentucky, it's not as strong. So they might say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So it's stronger out on the east, where the thirteen colonies were. But um. Do you see the rose? That's good. That's just fine for Kentucky. I don't know. And then no. let's say we I don't have know. I don't know about and roses. Clock and cards. We hit all the main ones. That's it. You got them all. So those are the pieces to juggle. How would I say the alphabet? All right. So A, little stretched out. A. B. B. C. C. D. D. E. E. F. F. G. G. H H I I J J K K L L And then now we're going to have instead of M, it's going to be M M N N O O P P Q Q R R S S T 
T. U. U. V. V. Now you might say W. W. <laughs> X. So that might X. be like I X X Y. Y. Z. Z. So I and Y will have that accent real strong. Let's see. Jack and Jill went up the hill. Jack and Jill went up the, the up wrong. Oh, oh, you, you actually up, up, up. Jack and Jill went up the hill. To fetch a pail of water. To fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down. Jack fell down. And broke his crown. And broke his crown. And Jill came tumbling after. Jill came tumbling after. See? The other one I like a lot is, I was so hungry I could eat 100 chicken nuggets. So... I was so hungry, I could eat 100 chicken nuggets, and let me tell you, those are rubbish. <laughs> or, American, or Kentucky, I was so hungry, I could eat 100 chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so we have odd words, like hundred, in parts of the South and the Midwest, we say hundred. Hundred. Like, he was driving 100 miles an hour, can you believe that? That hundred. cost about $100. Hundred, hundred and change. Hundred, hundred. So it'll sound the same way. We say he is a hunter. Hunter. He has hunter. a gun because he's a hunter. And we drop that T. So internet interview hunter. Internet. When there's an N and a T, we drop the T. He's a hunter. He's a hunter. He's an international hunter. On the internet. T's gone. Yeah. So that's another good undercover sound. You that get. is a great spy one. I can't believe I've not noticed that. And the there, T is disappeared. Like Hunter. mental illness, Hunter. mental, mental, mentally fit. Because Ex- I almost hear it, even though it isn't there. Right. So like uh, experimental, sentimental, very mental. Oh, uh, the ring isn't really valuable. It's just it's got sentimental value. And then the T's gone sentimental. Sentimental. It's got sentimental value. Perfect. Sentimental. That's it. See, there's so many words in that category that we drop the T. So that's why I say, if you're coming to America, you can stop the T. If you're crossing the Atlantic, Atlantic, leave that second T in the ocean. Absolutely. Atlantic. Atlantic Ocean. Atlantic. I see. I see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get by in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but. 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 So, yeah. But. Are you going to try? I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, thank you for my lesson. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to do it again. (laughs) Next time, I want to be Mexican-American. Done. You're listening to Speaking of the Arts. You're listening to Speaking of the Arts, and I'm Diana Moxon. As usual, we'll end the show with a look at some of the events that are coming up over the next few days in and around Columbia. It is a pretty quiet week in the arts, with everybody reawakening from their holiday weekend of turkey-induced naps. But there are a few things coming up that might pique your fancy. Tonight at Talking Horse Theatre, you can catch some short-form improv with the -the off-the-cuff improv troupe creating comedy on the fly in their Turkey Day Leftovers show. That show starts at 7.30 and tickets are $10. And there is a big night at the Blue Note tonight with The Last Waltz, a concert to mark the 42nd anniversary of the farewell concert of the band. Starring Sean Cannon's voodoo players as the band, the show will include the funky butthorns and feature hand-picked guest musicians performing the roles of each legend who joined the band on stage that night. Tickets are $12 and the show kicks off at 8.30 tonight. On a Saturday afternoon, there will be a memorial service for Byron Scott, who was a mainstay of the local theatre community for many years. The service will be at the Holiday Inn Executive Centre from 2 till 4. Saturday night, you can see rapper Trina live at the Blue Note. Her show starts at 10pm and tickets are $30. At Rose Music Hall, the Jeremiah Johnson Band is in town for their Straight Jacket album release party, supported by Columbia's own Oversight Committee. The evening starts at 8.30 and tickets are $8. And tomorrow night at the Rocheport General Store, you can hear the Molly Harley Trio live from 8 p.m. On Monday evening, the Mannheim Steamroller returned to Jesse Hall for a Christmas concert directed and co-produced by Grammy Award winner Chip Davis. The show features classic Christmas hits as well as a selection of fresh air compositions from Mannheim Steamroller. Their show starts at 8pm and tickets cost from $58.50. Also on Monday evening, you can hear the Columbia Jazz Orchestra at Broadway Brewery from 8.30pm. 
Tuesday evening, the city's Parks and Recreation will unveil the MKT Trail commemorative poster at Walt's Bike Shop. Local artist David Spear will discuss his inspiration for the arts and will be available throughout the evening to sign posters. Posters are available for a donation of $20 to the parks and that goes to the Columbia Parks and Recreation Fund um, and you can give that to that fund via the online Como Gifts campaign. The evening starts at 5.30 and the poster signing is from 6 till 7. Skylark Bookshop will hold its inaugural Local Writers' Night on Wednesday evening next week, and that's at 6pm, and it'll feature four local writers discussing their most recent works. The event is free to attend. The Great Russian Nutcracker is on the Jesse Auditorium stage on Wednesday evening. Tickets for that show cost from $30 for adults and $21 for children, and that show starts at 7. And at Rose Music Hall, the Rose Comedy Club returns for its monthly evening of Pints and Punchlines, hosted by Clayton Missler. Show starts at 9pm for a $2 entry fee. Next Thursday afternoon, head to the Mont Mini Gallery at the Boone History and Culture Centre for the opening reception of the What is Columbia photography show featuring 10 local photographers and it's an event which also doubles as the launch of the art and culture issue of columbia home magazine that event kicks off at 4 30 and it is free to attend next thursday the we always swing jazz series presents the jeff hamilton trio at stotler lounge in memorial union and will feature jeff hamilton on drums tamir henderson on piano and christopher luti on bass uh, you call the we always swing jazz series to find out about tickets at columbia college you can attend the home for the holidays concert at launa auditorium a guy evening of singing dancing a trip to santa's workshop and more 10 percent of all ticket sales from the evening will benefit city of refuge that show starts at 7 30 next thursday and finally at the blue note next thursday ashley mcbride brings her girl going nowhere tour to town her concert starts at 8 30 and tickets are $15. You've been listening to Speaking of the Arts on 89.5 FM KOPN Columbia with me, Diana Moxon, and my good friend Linda Day working the soundboard. I'll be back next week with more news, views, and interviews on the arts in mid-Missouri. Stay arty, Columbia.